Warriors Home Improvement Show, built by Par Lumber. When it comes to big or small projects around the home, Tony and Corey have got the know-how and the answers to make your life just a bit easier. Here they are, your Weekend Warriors, Tony and Corey. Hey, welcome to the Weekend Warriors Home Improvement Show podcast, built by Par Lumber. I'm Corey Valdez. And I'm Tony Cookston. Thanks for checking us out today. We've got another great show lined up for you. We're going to be talking about things to consider when building a shed. This is one of our favorite topics because Tony and I love building sheds. If you ever need one, just give us a call. We'll go wherever. <laughs> just build it. I, I do enjoy building a shed. <laughs> it's. Uh, I feel like that it's just enough of just enough work, Ex- skill. Yeah, just enough skill that's required in order to accomplish it. And yet, it's not a long project. So you know you, you're not tied to it for a long time. And then when you're done, you've created something that's extremely usable. And cool looking on top of that. Yeah. And on your property. So yeah, it uh it checks a lot of boxes for me. It's a great project. I've built probably five sheds in my lifetime for friends and myself. And I remember the very first one that I built was pretty shoddy, honestly. And the one that we're sitting in right now it, that we've converted to our recording studio. Yeah. And this one by far is the best one I've ever built, but I don't know if, if, you know, if I ever build another one, it might be even better. You think so? I don't know. You may have, you may have peaked. You may have peaked on this one. (laughs) Peaked. That's probably true. This is a very nice shed. It really is. I'm not sure I could get much better than this, but if, uh, there, there are many things to consider when you're building a shed. You know, I put a lot of time and effort into the design of this one. I kind of knew what I wanted it to look like, and my wife was totally against it. When we moved into this house, it was this crappy little lean-to type shed right outside the door. It had, <laughs> I remember that. It was yeah. very shallow. Oh, it was, yeah, it was only like four feet deep, and the door was on the long side. It was it like was four on, foot by yeah. eight foot, basically. Yeah, it was weird. It was weird. Get a front porch on it. Yeah, getting down to the end of it to get the stuff that was at the end, and oh, then yeah. trying to get it back was impossible. You had to unload the whole shed. <laughs> yeah. To get get to your the, thing yeah. and then load all the stuff back in. Yeah. It was miserable. It was miserable. And the doors were stuck. You know, you had to really reef on them. It didn't lock very well. It had a big window. <laughs> it had a front porch. It, had a weird it did have front a front porch. It so was bizarre. It was unique, but not user friendly. So when I came up with the design for the one that we're sitting in right now, it's 10 foot by, I think, 18 foot, which is under the, you know, threshold for permits. I didn't have to get a permit for this. However, I did run electricity, so there's all of that involved. Um, so that's one of the things you need to consider is the purpose. What what are you building the shed for? It's funny because this shed not being used for the purpose right? that you built it for. <laughs> you built it to intentionally to be someplace you could store um, things, right? And, and then you... And then you cut it in half and made half of it a recording studio and the other half you store stuff in. So it's interesting that what, what your original intention for this was is now not no longer what it's being used for. Yeah, it's uh it's fine. I mean, I definitely when I designed it, I definitely designed it for the space. I wanted tons of storage space. And 
not considering that we would ever convert this to a recording studio, it definitely has put a cramp on my storage. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But um, anyway, that's kind of one of the tips that I always give when people think about building a shed or any sort of storage space is to go bigger than you would ever imagine. Yeah, that's the thing. When you decide what it is you're using it for, and then you decide how much space you need for that purpose, then you need to make it bigger than that. <laughs> yes. Because it because we have a tendency to... I'm, I'm struggling with this right now with my master bed and bathroom remodel. I'm, I'm mapping out the exact space, and I don't want to waste any space, so I'm figuring it exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. And... And then when you go and put the thing together, you you realize that you'd rather have an extra two inches at the end of the tub between the tub and the wall. You know, you don't want it to fit exactly in there. So um, it makes sense to build in buffers. Yeah, that's the thing about storage is when you fill it up, or you'll always fill it up for one, and then you'll always need more space to put more in. That's just the way it is. And if you're building either a, you know, for storage or a workspace, maybe you're building it for a workspace. You're never, you're always going to need more room or a combination. Or what if you're putting a shop, like a wood shop, you use your shed, Tony, as a workshop. Yeah. Is there enough room in there? No, no, it's definitely (laughs) not even close. No, it's not big enough. Um, I do get projects accomplished in there. Um, but I'm constantly tripping over myself, tripping over stuff. I'm having to rearrange and move things out of the way. So yeah, it's not ideal, but it was what I had. And I didn't want to have the sawdust in the garage. So that's what I did. Yeah. If you have time, or, or I'm sorry, if you have the space, I would just go bigger. If you're thinking six by eight, maybe consider 10 by, you know, eight by 10 or 10 by 12 or 12 by 16, 16 or something. You know, find out, that's the other thing, is find out jurisdiction-wise what you're allowed to do. Sometimes there's setbacks. You have to be a certain, you know, amount of feet away from your neighbor or your fence or your property line. Sometimes there's fire codes that you have to consider. If you're putting in electricity, sometimes you'll have to go, you know, you have to get permits and a professional electrician to come out and run those electrical lines. You have to get it inspected. There's just, just all kinds of things that you need to consider where you're, you know, when you're building a shed. And then the next thing is the location, because that's also, you know, rolled into why, why and where, (laughs) you know, if you're building a workshop, you know, and if you, and you're sitting on five acres, are you going to put it in the back, back, back corner? How are you going to get lumber there? How are you going to get tools there? How are you going to get that table saw back there? Well, if you're concerned about getting unwanted visitors, right? If you're concerned that people are going to come to the shed when you don't want them, then it makes sense to put it in the back section of your property because it gives you more time to flee uh, when you see them coming across the, you know, the long (laughs) trek towards the shop. That's right. But I mean, security, that's actually one of the things on our list is security. You need to think about that when you're designing your shed. If you're putting thousands and thousands or tens of thousands of dollars worth of hobby equipment in there or woodworking tools or whatever, is it going to be, is it going to have a security alarm? Are you going to have windows in it? You're definitely going to need some sort of light, right? Maybe consider skylights, you know, where you're putting it on the property, 
really determines the security of that building. And then once you decide where it's going to be, the other thing is, of course, if you're putting it on your property and there are setbacks, which I think you mentioned, you have to make sure that you're minding your setbacks. It's got to be a certain amount of feet off of the property line, um, a certain amount of feet from any roadway. That kind of stuff is important. But yeah. as, as, after you've decided where you want it to be, you need to decide how you're going to start building it. What kind of a foundation is going to be under it? That also goes back to what you're using it for. If you were going to park um, your motorcycle or some of your um, all-terrain vehicles or a car or something back there, then it makes really good sense to pour a concrete um, pad and build it on a concrete pad. But if you're um, if you're if it's that's not that's not what you're doing, then maybe you want something that's a little less formal and it's going to be gravel and you're going to build it on pier blocks. Uh, you know, a couple of different options there, but depending on what the things are that you want to do inside of it could help you decide how you're going to build the foundation. Right. You know, and going back to permits, sometimes buildings, outbuildings, sheds of and such are determined. Permits are required based on if it's a temporary structure or not. And if you're pouring footings and a slab on grade and you're putting that building on there, in some jurisdictions, that may be considered permanent, permanent building. And you're going to have to pull permits and you know submit a design, an architectural drawing, and all of these things versus maybe just putting it on some pier pads. You might be able to avoid that. Well, you can definitely save money. And and do it faster if you were building it on pier blocks. That and something to consider when you're if you decide that you're going to build it on pier blocks, you can dig down where your pier blocks are going to be down into the ground, setting your beams on top of those piers down lower so that you're reducing the step up from the grade of the ground up into your finished shed. Right. If you've got a lawnmower and you know, you put your shed two feet off the ground because you've got pier pads and beams and holding up a floor. Well, now you got to build a ramp. Right, right. <laughs> That's something to consider as well. Yeah, when you're building the floor and you're trying to keep it compact, uh, you can you can hang your joist from your beams and set your beams on your piers and have your piers dug down so that the beams are sitting at ground level without sitting on the ground. Yeah, that's a good tip. And that really really condenses the, the structure of your shed so you don't have to step up. I would say to, for instance, uh, my shed. My shed is, I kind of did that same thing. I dug down, I put pier pads, and then I have a patio that comes right up to the edge of the shed. And so my step up is only like six inches, seven inches at the most. So I can easily pull my lawnmower in and out on that side and I don't need any steps to get up into it but it does on the back side it does leave for a gap for a nice little rodent condo oh, <laughs> underneath yeah. the shed yeah that's so good. that's something to consider you have to have you know you know you might want to consider putting in some sort of hardware cloth what we call hardware cloth, which is just basically wire mesh or chicken wire mesh and put that down and wrap it up. I kind of wish I would have done that. I didn't think about that at the time when I built it. And I've had to have my pest company come out and they put traps and, and things like that around. But 
I've noticed, you know, you can tell animals are digging up and then getting under there. Yeah. And they're camping out and making little, little colonies underneath my shed. Yeah. I, um, I solved that problem at, at my house. Very easy. I took a selfie, I printed it and I just pasted it up right there next to that little gap. And they just don't go anywhere near it. <laughs> they go. They are scared. <laughs> they are scared they, of, of my selfie. They they see your face and go running. Yes, they see my face and they run to the neighbor's house. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't work for everybody, but if you got a picture of me, you should give it a shot. <laughs> Good to know. Good, I will try it. <laughs> All right. The next one to design or, or to consider is the materials that you're going to choose, right? There's lots of different ways to build a shed. You can buy, go buy a kit. They make these kits that are pre-built that you can buy kits that are metal. You can buy kits that are wood that you put together, or you can just buy lumber like I did and build your shed with sticks and sheets and OSB. You know, there's lots of different building methods when it comes to the siding as well. You can do T111. You can do single wall construction T111, which means you apply the plywood siding as your wall sheathing, that is acceptable in a lot of locations. Something to consider if you're considering a pre-built shed or, you know, a shed kit or something like that. Oftentimes, shed kits um, do not have full height doors, full height walls. Um, and, and and so you you don't have the opportunity to be walking in without ducking your head or standing yeah. upright if you're my size. I mean, you know, I'm 6'3", and if I have to walk into a shed where I can't stand upright inside there, it's a problem for me. It's annoying. If I have to duck my head every time I go through the door, it's a problem for me. So if you're considering a pre-built shed or a shed kit, make sure that you're going to be okay with the wall height and the door height because that can be a deal breaker in my opinion. I agree. I've seen those sheds before, those little little short, small deals. And then I've seen, you know, full-size big ones with, you know, full-size doors and even roll-up garage doors. There's lots of different options out there. But yeah, I know what you mean. I've had those, like those metal kits that you oh, put yeah. together and then yeah. you, the sliding doors and they're so rickety, like they're going to fall down. Yeah. <laughs> and they sweat too. Is, if I've seen, been inside of oh, one of those. they condensate yeah, water? Yeah, there's condensation on the inside, which is also not good. Well, yeah, there's no insulation. No insulation whatsoever. at all. Whatsoever. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so th that's also a consideration when you're thinking about materials is, are you going to insulate this thing? Do you want it insulated? Do you want it heated? Do you want it cooled? It, any sort of climate control, you kind of want to have it. You, well, you certainly want to have it insulated. Absolutely. So you do want to have it insulated and you also want to make sure that it's vented. You know, we vent the roof on our house so that the heat that gets trapped in the attic space can get out. And then fresh air comes in through the eaves and, and the hot air goes out through the roof vents in the top of the roof. The same principle stands for your shed. You need to vent the roof of your shed. If you have an A-frame style shed roof, you need to vent that. I, I I built a shed and we vented, but we didn't vent enough. And we ended up with with a condensation building up on the at the peak mm -hmm, and, mm -hmm. and dripping down like as if it had been leaking, except we didn't have rain yeah. for the three months prior to it <laughs> dripping uh, yeah. down on my project. So 
it was uh, the heat was causing condensation up there, and then it dripped down through the insulation. Yeah, and depending on how you build it, if you have va- you know, make sure you use some sort of vapor barrier moisture that's being trapped inside of that building. When it when it when it heats up, moisture will always go from warm to cold, always. So you're getting hit by the sun all day, and it's cooking, and it's making moisture, right? It's evaporating water from the ground, or it's coming off of your equipment, or whatever you have in there, and it's creating damp air. Mm-hmm. And then at nighttime, all of those exterior surfaces cool, creating a dew point, which is where the all of that water will condensate. All that moisture will condensate, and then it'll start dripping. It'll rot out your your framing. Yeah. Or if it's metal, it'll rust out your your materials. It's a mess. It is. Yeah. Yeah, definitely ventilation. It's It seems like you would want it airtight, but that is absolutely not the case. Right. Absolutely. All right. Next one on the list is design. We talked a little bit about design, but, you know, you want, I think when you're de- building a shed, you want to to design it so that it fits on your property architecturally. Yeah. You so know, it fits if, the style and, yeah. the, and the look of your property and other buildings. Right. You know, you've got different types. You've got shed roof style, you know, gables, hip roofs, gambrels, gambrels, which is that kind of that classic roof. Yeah. Barn shape, barn shape that you would see where, you know, it's, it's like that. Now, would you put that, Gambrel style roof on a modern house with a cupola. Yeah, it would just look weird, wouldn't and it? With a weather vane, <laughs> a weather vane. Yeah, with a big rooster <laughs> yeah, weather big vane. Rooster weather vane on top of your cupola, on top of your gambrel. That would look roof. gorgeous, you know, in a farmhouse. Sure, or, or next to a farmhouse. Yep, absolutely. But next to a modern house, right, might look weird. Very important, I think, that that you match those things up. I agree with that. Yeah, you definitely went modern. I feel like with your with this shed that you built, the one that we're sitting in now, very cool look with a shed roof style that was really deep and comes off, I don't know, four or five feet on the front, a real long covered space underneath. Yeah. You lighted that front side. I mean, it is classy, really classy. Looking. I wanted, yeah, I wanted, we have a mid-century modern house, so I wanted the shed to kind of mimic more of that modern look yeah mid-century modern look so yeah i went with big overhang on the front it's a shed style roof and it's yeah and i added lighting down lighting in there yeah i wanted it Very and this cool. was kind of when i went back to my wife i told her what i wanted i wanted a really big shed i wanted you know this 10 by 18 shed and she was like are you crazy <laughs> you know she didn't think it would look good in our backyard so i had to go through you know, I had to design it out. I had to draw it up. I drew it up in SketchUp. I yeah. designed the whole backyard to convince her that it would look good. Good. It's not going to be some janky shed in the back, you know, <laughs> that looks like a shed. It's going right. to look like an architectural part of the backyard. Yeah. Because it's right off our kitchen. Turned so out really good. 25 feet from our kitchen door. You look at it all the time. Yeah, all the time. It's a nice anchor point for your for your exterior patio lights yeah. that run between the house and the... And the shed, it's a very, very good look. Absolutely. Uh, so, but yeah, design it to complement your home. You know, also think about doors, windows. You know, what kind of doors and windows do you want to put in it? If you lived in a yellow submarine, what do you think the shed should look like? I have no idea. I'm just wondering. <laughs> I mean, 
we all live in a yellow submarine. Like a fish? Like, that's what I'm thinking. Maybe like a... Was it a Beatles thing? Yeah, it was. <laughs> a Beatle wouldn't be good, though. That's, not, that's not way before sub- my time, bro. <laughs> Beatles. Yeah. That was the Nirvana generation. That's funny. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, next one on the list is, again, we talked about it before, but lighting and electricity. You know, you want to add lights, you want to add outlets. And I would highly recommend that if you're building a shed that is of any size, right? any size. If you're putting a small shed in to store your lawn tools, I get it. You don't need electricity in there. But if you have, you know, an 8x10 or a 10x12 or 10x20, you definitely want to consider electricity. Oh, no question. Because you can't put enough windows in there to give you enough light to see what you need to see. And at some point, you're going to want to convert it into something. For sure. You know, like like me, I have converted half of my shed to a recording studio. When I sell this house down the road, you could use this for anything. anything. It could be a yoga studio. It could yeah. be an office. It yeah. could be whatever. Yeah. So I just recommend it. Convert it or just add electricity. You're going to want outlets, you know, you know, for your backyard, for whatever. I think it's awesome. I agree with you completely. Electricity in your outbuilding shed, man cave, she shed, whatever it is, uh, you're going to want to have some electricity out there. And here's the thing. Doing the work, which you can if you're careful, or paying someone to do it, it is a, it is a very small job, really. Depending on where it's at, you know, from your power source, um, I mean, obviously, if you have to ditch which a couple of hundred yards, well, that's going to be a little bigger project. Yeah. But if you're not doing something like that, it does not have to be a very taxing or expensive project. Right. But what you'll get from having it is worth whatever price you'll pay for it, for sure. All right. Next thing to consider is your budget. You know, obviously, in any project, you need to consider your budget. If you're going to pay somebody to come out and build your shed, you're going to pay quite a bit more, right? Which is why we're weekend warriors. That's right. That's why we design and we build things ourselves as much as we can. Our time is the cheapest time. That's right. It's the cheapest. And I I pay slave labor costs. That's why Tony comes over. (laughs) That's right. For pizza. That's that's me. I'm slave. And and Coke. (laughs) Yep. Pizza and Coke. Pizza and Coke. Coke Zero. That's... uh. That is a great paycheck, I'm here to tell you right now, <laughs> if you're me, if you're me. You know, uh, so when you're laying out your budget, always think about, you know, it's hard to think of everything, right? It's like any project that you've ever done. You lay it out, you try to think of everything, and then you get halfway down and you're like, oh, shoot, you know, I forgot all of these things, or I didn't know about all of these things. But, you know, if you have the ability, if you've built one before, use that experience. There's lots of, of things online. You can go out and find, but, you know, from the ground up, think about permits. Think about if you need to pay somebody to do for design, you need to think about the framing, the siding, the trim, the paint, you know, the electrical outlets, everything that you're going to put into that shed. And put it in your budget. Yeah. What you're going to put into building the shed and what you're going to put inside the shed. You're probably going to want to have some sort of um, organizational scheme inside some shelving or some, um, 
some bench or some kind of something for oh, yeah. for storage or for some workspace. French cleats. Yeah, whatever it is that you're going to use inside the shed, you need to be thinking about that as well. That's, that is also real cost involved there. Yeah, absolutely. All right, and the very last thing, I know this is going to be a short show, but this is uh, everything we've got. The, the last one on the list is maintenance. Make sure that when you're building your shed, you're building it to last because you're going to have to maintain it. You know, I've seen a lot of little buildings that get built, you know, in the back corner of the, the, your property. yard yep. the property. They're not, they don't have proper drainage. They don't have proper overhangs. They have you know, trees dumping foliage on the roof oh, yeah. all the time. Shrubs, bees, nests, all of those things. You know, if you're going to spend the time in the hundreds or thousands of dollars it is to build this thing, build it right, you know, consider keeping it up, cleaning, painting, repairs, you know, it's uh, it's just part of the program, in my opinion. Landscaping around it, making sure that you're keeping trees and brushes and things from growing up against it because, uh, you know, that'll tear it up quickly, cause it to to rot and fall apart. Yeah, keeping it. Keeping it well-groomed, maintained, painted, all of those things is in protecting that investment and making you enjoy it and keeping it viable for so many more years. And, you know, part of that goes, too, into the materials again. If you're choosing materials that are cheap, if you're just buying them because they're cheap or you're going with the least expensive product because you don't care, you just want to get it on there. Right. Siding, for instance. Yeah, don't use CDX. Yeah. Or wafer board siding. I've, I've seen that. I have to put a proper siding on there. Yeah. James Hardy. Yeah. James Hardy siding is going to last so much longer. You can put a nice coat of paint on it. The paint lasts longer and you're just going to be happier with it. Yeah. Even if it's LP T111 or LP lap siding, smart, smart lap. Um, those are also intended for, to be used for that purpose and would look really good. Right. But even it goes down to the foundation. If you're putting piers and posts, or if you're digging holes and putting posts in the ground, that's acceptable. But make sure you're using pressure treated. Right. I've seen people build sheds and they just build them out of Douglas fir right on the ground. Right. It's not going to last long. I absolutely guarantee you it will not last long. And another, another very important thing to consider when you're thinking about walking across the floor of your garage your shop and you don't want it to deflect when you're walking across it well you need to be thinking about your weight the weight of whoever's in there with you and the weight of all of the stuff that's sitting on that floor as well so don't underbuild it oh yeah i mean you absolutely make a good point based on what you're going to use it for if you're putting like tony said a wood floor down you know are you building it into a workshop are you going to be putting heavy machinery, heavy equipment? Are you going to be rolling a car in there? Right. Or ATVs or something? You know, you take a five or 600 pound snowmobile and roll it up into your shed. Yeah. You know, what did you build that floor out of? Right. Two by six spanned eight feet, 24 on center. Yeah. If you put half inch CDX or five eighths inch CDX down for the flooring, it's, I can already tell you, it's not enough. Yeah. It's not going to last. It's not going to work. It's going to... It's going to deflect, it's going to crack, and it's going to pull apart, and it's going to be terrible. Yeah, that's a very good point. Overbuild the floor, always overbuild the floor. I agree. Two by four, two by six in the walls, 
I think it's perfectly acceptable depending on what you're using it for. Four by six, four by eight under the floor. Perfectly acceptable. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, I mean, I like it. I, I'm picturing right now the shed that I just built in my mind. And now I'm thinking I'm, I need to build another shed. I know. You know, one thing we didn't talk about, Tony, is the roof. Oh, yeah. Lots of considerations with the roof. What kind of roofing to put on there or? Yeah. You know, I, for my shed, I did metal. Yep. That's right. I did metal roofing because I have a kind of a shallow pitch and to put composite roofing on my shed, it's recommended to have, I think at least a 312. Yep. You know, and I have like a 212 pitch on my roof. A two and a half, 12. Maybe something like that. So I went to the, the metal manufacturing company and I asked and I said, hey, I have this, this 212, two and a half, 12 pitch. And they gave me their recommendation. And there's also special installation instructions for how to install metal roofing on a shallower pitch. Yep. You have to use this, you know, butyl tape and these sorts of things. But, you know, it's something to consider. You know, I've seen people put very flat roofs down and then put the wrong roofing on there and then down the road wonder why it leaks. Right. Yeah, there's, you know, they make products like rolled roofing. Um, that's not really what you want to put down. And you think to yourself, well, it's just a shed. Right. I, I've heard people say, well, it's just a doghouse. Well, if you, do you want it to protect your pet from being wet when it's raining outside? Right. I do mean, you, what are you putting in the shed? Yeah, do you want it to be clean inside? Inside it doesn't matter if it's just a doghouse or just a shed. You want it to be protected or you wouldn't be building it. Right. So you got to do the roof right. You want it to be dank and all your stuff to be moldy and right. rusty. So something that I wouldn't use, rolled roofing. Something else that I wouldn't use, plastic, PVC, or polycarbonate panels. Uh, also not good. If you're going to go with a panel type roof, it needs to be metal. If you're going to go with com composition, it needs to be three tab or architectural roofing. Um, so don't cut corners on the roof. It will just bring you heartache. Yeah, I agree. End. I agree. All right. That's it. All we got. I mean, if you've got any suggestions for things that we could should consider when building a shed, yeah, let us know. Send us an email. We're at weekendwarriors at par.com. That's weekendwarriors at par.com, P-A-R-R. -R. Make sure you hit up our socials. We're on YouTube. We're youtube.com forward slash WW Home Show. Uh, we're also on Instagram. It's at WW Home Show, Instagram and Facebook. We're putting up tons of content, so make sure you like and subscribe. And uh, yeah, if you liked us, make sure you hit that like button down below. And if you've got an idea for a podcast that you would like to hear us talk about something particular, uh, we would love to hear about that and we would love to share our thoughts on it. So yeah. send us an email with a topic and, and we'll we'll put it on. That's right. Well, if you want a credenza, we'll build it. <laughs> yeah, we can do it. We can absolutely do it. All right. Thanks so much for, uh, for checking us out. We'll see you next time. Have a great week.